Welcome into the Scoop on Life for another week. Lauren with you today and just wanted to um, spend a few minutes talking about a couple things that have developed um, in the country over the last few days. And also we hope to be um, having a few discussions on the podcast um, soon about caring for those with special needs and disabilities. And so we're going to get more into that hopefully in the coming weeks. But wanted to talk a little bit about Down syndrome and um, about a recent bill that has just been passed in Arizona. Um, last Thursday, I believe, a Senate panel in Arizona approved um, a sweeping abortion legislation that would prohibit the procedure, prohibit abor- the abortion procedure from being performed based on um, a Down syndrome diagnosis or other genetic abnormality. And that's huge. Um, and I'll say personally, just with new administration and things that have happened in the last few weeks, it's been tempting to be, it's been tempting to be, um, discouraged, I guess. And, and a little, um, yeah, I guess just discouraged at the work in front of us and obviously thankful for, um, the work of pregnancy center ministries and pro-life organizations and churches that are seeking to, um, fight, um, for life, uh, but also knowing the reality of, our current administration, what that might mean for places like that. And so it was awesome to see that um, being passed. And the um, the article I read from Fox News said that if doctors went ahead and performed those abortions in the state of Arizona, they could face between uh, two and nine years of prison. And um, there was also something uh, released by CNN recently that talked about Tennessee laws also prohibiting abortions if the doctor knew the patient was seeking abortion because of many things, race, sex, uh, a diagnosis indicating Down syndrome. Um, And then violating that would be actually a Class C felony punishable up to 15 years in jail and and up to $10,000 fine. Um, Obviously, uh, you've got people on the pro-choice side that um, are very upset about that. Uh, Nancy Northup, who is the president of the Center for Reproductive Rights, said These bans are just another way anti-abortion politicians are attempting to limit the constitutional right to abortion care and to create stigma. Decisions about whether and when to continue or to end a pregnancy are best made by the individual and their family. Um, And then the executive director of the American Civil Liberties Union of Tennessee called the law just another unconstitutional effort to ban abortion in our state. Banning certain abortions will not provide a real solution to gender or racial discrimination and does nothing to address their root causes. We will continue to fight for people's ability to make their own decisions about pregnancy without political interference. And that's hard to hear her say, you know, obviously as a Christian, we know that the root cause of any evil we see in the world is the result of someone who is uh, in rebellion to God. And so for her to say, you know, this has nothing to do with the root cause of abortion or whatever, it's, it's sad. And I think that that should invoke that response um, in us as Christians. Um, but then back to the, the bill that was passed in Arizona, Katie Glenn, who serves as the Government Affairs Council at Americans United for Life, um, told Fox News, Fox News that the bill was a tool to block discrimination. She said the most dangerous place for a person with Down syndrome is in the womb. 
And that's crazy to think about, but she's right. Um, that is the most dangerous place for them. She said, you should not have to be born to be protected against the tragedy of disability discrimination. It's great to see lawmakers recognize what we all know to be true, that people with Down syndrome have lives worth living. And she makes a really good point to say, you shouldn't have to be born to be protected against the tragedy of disability discrimination. And the most dangerous place for a person with Down syndrome is when they're still in the mother's womb. And so... Um, I wanted to read something real quick. This is a short testimony by a lady named Jeanette Stafford. And it's just a short perspective um, from a parent of a child with Down syndrome. And she writes, when we found out we are pregnant with our second child, Kirsten, we had every expectation that she would be just like her big sister. Why wouldn't she be? And then she was born. All of a sudden, all of our dreams seemed to be slipping away, and the reality we were left with was one of complete uncertainty. The doctors told us that they believed she had Down syndrome. We were told all the things that could or would be wrong with her, and we felt a huge burden of both loss and fear. Soon after, we found out that some of those possible issues were becoming a reality. She had a congenital heart defect and would need surgery as soon as she was at an ideal weight. The first night felt very long, lonely, and hopeless. The next morning, her older sister, who was 19 months at the time, came to visit her baby sister for the first time. She held her and pointed out her eyes, ears, fingers, and toes. And in that very moment, our reality changed to one of hope. Kirsten was a baby, a baby created in the image of God. She was just like her big sister after all and held the same inherent value, worth, and potential. I look back on that day that we received Kirsten's diagnosis and can't help but feel broken by the way the doctors presented the birth of our precious baby girl to us. And in her nine years, I've witnessed that this is the picture that society paints for individuals with Down syndrome, one of hopelessness, brokenness, and burden. But the reality is far from that. Kirsten brings the purest and most infectious joy to our lives and everyone she meets. She is capable, determined, loving, and compassionate. She is priceless to us, and we know she is to God as well. And it's just interesting um, also to read that and knowing that you know, her older sister, who was not even two years old, didn't see um, anything but a baby. And so we, again, hope to talk in the, in the next few weeks, maybe over some disabilities and caring for those with special needs, um, but also encouraging uh, to hear about these different laws in Tennessee and Arizona that will guard against uh, abortion just on the means of, um, yes, race and sex, but also uh, a disability. And so another thing kind of along the lines of just abortion in general, I've recently finished reading a book by John Enzor, which we had him on the podcast very early on uh, sometime last year. You can find that um, in our podcast, but um, he wrote a book called Innocent Blood, which the premise of that being um, basically that there is no forgiveness for shedding innocent blood except by the shedding of innocent blood, which obviously is the blood of Christ. And um, his book is all about seeking to challenge the powers of death with the gospel of life, which is his kind of um, description there. And it's a very fascinating book, um, basically on who is guilty of shedding innocent blood. Yes, abortionist. Yes, um, the person involved in the abortion decision, but also um, he notes about a passage in Deuter- Deuteronomy 21 in which a victim had died and the town nearest the body basically had to take responsibility for it. Um, John Enzor in his book says that business as usual would have been halted and, and the town was basically made to to feel the loss of that life and they would have had to prepare a sacrifice. And then in verse 7, it says our, they, they would lift up their hands and then verse 7 says, our hands did not shed this blood, nor did our eyes see it shed. 
Um, and then he goes on to talk about a specific lynching case that took place in Indiana in 1930. And he questions what responsibility would the townspeople have had, the ones that were just watching on. And, you know, he said, if that was your town and, and you were watching these people being lynched, what would you have had responsibility there? What responsibility would local pastors have? What responsibility would people that were walking by had um, to speak up or to act? And um, then he goes on and he even he even writes that he assumes Pilate uh, from the Bible to have been personally pro-life, that, that he would have been personally pro-life, and but yet because he washed his hands in, in, quote, innocence in regards to even the crucifixion of Christ. And then we know what happened uh, in that case. And um, John Enzor writes, he says, quote, abortion like lynching is the shedding of innocent blood, is it not? Have you made peace with it? Have you navigated around it? Can you also lift your hands and say, I did not shed this blood, nor did I see it happening? Um, he wrote that he asked of himself, uh, have I found a way to feel the loss of these unknown innocents, even if it's only some sort of economic or financial loss? Have I understood with moral clarity the need to rescue the weak and the innocent? Have I asked God for the moral courage to do that? He writes, I came up short. I was the pilot to me. My silence, I feared, left my congregation with blood guilt. It left me with blood guilt. This was all the more tragic because in the unfolding glory of redemption, God has gone so much further than to offer simply the blood of a heifer. All of that led me to repentance. And he mentioned the parable of the Good Samaritan, uh, noting that the priest and the Levite crossed over on the other side of the road saying they didn't want to know anything, so they didn't have to do anything. And I think maybe it's sometimes for us as Christians to be overwhelmed by the amount of facts and news and politics um, in, in what the the pro-choice side has tried to make abortion to be it, it a political issue. And we know that abortion is not a political issue. Abortion is a, is a biblical issue. It's a, it's a life issue and it's an issue I believe that God cares a lot about. And so that led me to ask myself, you know, is there any way that I'm, I'm crossing over on the other side of the street so I don't have to know anything. So I don't have to do anything. And I think as a Christian, that's, um, cowardly of me, I think, to to not want to look so that I'm not forced to do something. And so I would encourage you to ask those questions that John Enzor asked himself. You know, have I felt the loss of these unknown innocents, even if it's an economic or financial loss? Um, have I understood my responsibility? Have I asked God for the moral courage to do something about it? And so whether that's um, giving to pro-life ministries that your church is involved with or serving in a pro-life ministry. We've even talked on the podcast about um, various ways that you can be involved with different organizations, even if it's just giving giving resources. Um, uh, he, he notes a lot that he believes pregnancy help centers, maternity homes, uh, places like that are the underground railroad of the 21st century. And, and we obviously hope that we can one day look back on abortion the way that we look back on slavery or the Holocaust. But um, would just encourage you to ask yourself the questions, have I looked away so that I don't have to be faced with a response? And I would encourage you to look, <laughs> look at what's going on in our country, look at abortion, know what it is. Um, know these laws that are getting passed, know how you can be involved, give, whether it's your, as we've said, you know, your time, your talent, or your treasure, what is it that you can give? Um, so that as, as John mentions in his book, that we're not guilty of shedding innocent blood or, or looking on it. And so I would encourage you to check out this book. It's a small little book, um, wouldn't take very long to read by John Enzor, again, called Innocent Blood. 
Um, another helpful thing I would encourage you to do is um, there's a video called Before You Decide. And it's a video that one of, um, I work at a lo- our local pregnancy center and one of our affiliates puts out. So if you just search um, Before You Decide, CareNet or CareNet video, it should pop up. And it's just a really good, it's like a seven minute long video that if you know someone who is in the middle of a pregnancy decision, or even if you're just wanting to know exactly what um, we portray to some of the women we see, that's a really helpful video because it talks about the challenges of all of a woman, uh, a woman's options. So whether that's adoption, abortion, or parenting, it's a very unbiased um, video. And then I would also encourage you, and we talked about this in the podcast with John Enzor, but if you're not sure what abortion in our country looks like um, right now, to just look up how is an abortion performed? And that's, um, it's sombering. Like it's, it's, it's not a fun experience, but I think as Christians and as people who care about life, um, that we need to know, we need to know what's happening and then to let that invoke a response, uh, in our hearts to say abortion happening around the world in our country in our state it's wrong and it's and it's sinful and it and it I believe breaks God's heart and it should break our hearts and should lead us to want to to do something not only uh, for the shedding of innocent blood but as he mentioned innocent blood can only be forgiven by innocent blood and we know that's the blood of Christ and so to say we want to give toward toward gospel-centered ministries that are addressing the physical need of abortion, the physical need of unplanned pregnancy, but then also addressing um, their greater need, which is a spiritual one. And so be involved, see what you can do, give. If you're not sure what's around you, um, what your church may be involved with, find out and, and seek to do something as a result. And then pray, pray for our country, pray for those um, making decisions about these things. Uh, pray for those around you that you could have good conversations with those around you who may not view life the same way you do. And, and maybe Lord willing, that could lead to a gospel conversation and um, a, a, just a good life conversation. So again, check out John Enzer's book, Innocent Blood. Also um, a resource we've used a lot here on the Scoop on Life is a book called The Dignity and Sanctity of Every Human Life. That's a resource by Focus on the Family. It talks about a lot of these same life issues as well. So Thanks for joining us uh, today on The Scoop on Life, and we hope to see you next week. Don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram, like us on Facebook, and you can find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and YouTube and Spotify. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you later.